Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 279, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is brought to you by Ace High Graphics. We print custom t-shirts, hats, hoodies, bags, and more using a low-impact, heat-infused printing process you can trust. Get a quote today at acehighgraphics.com. Practicalherbalist.com. Get info on plants and plant medicine that's supported by science and tradition at thepracticalherbalist.com. We make herbalism practical and easy. Thepracticalherbalist.com. And now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Patrick, are you ready for flu and cold season? Not as much as I would like to be. <laughs> but thanks to KP Calls' awesome interview last last week, I'm a lot more prepared than I thought I would be. And I know some herbs that I didn't even know about the last time I was there, last year, or, or even any time before, like the... Um, Isatides, which Isatides. I want. I don't know which I always again. I want to say Nefertitis, but Isatides. Uh, but that's just one of those herbs that he was mentioning. And there's so many, so many more. It was like you know, he's got a wealth of knowledge. You just ask him one question, and he'll give you a, a, oh, yeah. a tome of information. You know. Yeah. So I mean, what are you doing for for for, <laughs> for 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 getting ready? And then by proxy, that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. I thought the first thing I want to do is start off with taking the webinar, the free webinar that he's offering, the Herbal Medicine Chest. Oh, I definitely I recommend if you if you've never taken a webinar from him, this is going to be a good, a good one. one for you to yeah. get on, get your feet wet. Yeah, and I know that the, he's going to cover a goodly number of herbs in there. And assuming that he doesn't change my mind on anything, which I doubt he will. There's already a set that I have on my list of stuff to do to prepare and oh, to yeah? help keep our family healthy. What's your set? Well, one of the ones that I have done many times in past has been the astragalus. I usually combine that with some ashwagandha and possibly cottonopsis. This year, maybe uh, depending on how much cottonopsis I have, I might add roseroot to it because I know I've got that. Or possibly a leuthrococcus, cynococcus, which is a... Um, Siberian ginseng. Okay. So, but all of those are kind of about energy boosting and helping to support your immune system in general. Uh, so I'll probably do that, make that tea daily. I didn't do it so much last year because we were all in lockdown and, you know, cold and flu were not really even on my radar. Yeah. You know, that was really, it was one of those things where here we have this Miller's pandemic and I don't recall getting sick last year. No, and most people didn't. I mean, there's a large number of people who obviously got COVID and all of that. Yes, you know, obviously. But, but, you know, most of the people that I know personally didn't even have a sniffle. And so even if I did go to the grocery store, we were all wearing masks. I wasn't very worried about picking up cold and flu germs from others. This year, however, with everybody in our area no longer wearing masks, and not, you know, unless unless something, God forbid, changes and we're suddenly in lockdown again, I expect that we're going to have the same level of openness of sharing of germs that we've had in past. Well, even the um, the even to like through the summer, people were getting summer colds because yeah. they were suddenly around other people and they weren't masking up. Yeah. And although the COVID vaccine is good for COVID, it, it doesn't stop the common cold. It doesn't stop the common cold. And There's a lot of other viruses out there that have just been hanging around dormant, waiting for us all to return to gathering, socializing, and swapping germs. 
Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if it'll be as bad a year this year as, as in the past because we had that, we had that break and it couldn't keep carried on. You know, we couldn't move around. You know what I mean? Well, those viruses are pretty hardy at, and pretty good at like laying dormant. So my guess is it'll be the flus and colds will be just as bad. The only real question is will we have as many because will people, some people might still mask up when they aren't feeling 100%. And some people might, you know, actually keep washing their hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was surprised by how many people were complaining that they had like dry skin from washing their hands so much. And I thought, well, don't you wash your hands? normally this much i mean after you go to the bathroom all these different places i'm like you should be washing your hands the other thing though that i wanted to do is i've got i have a bunch of tea granules a bunch of that sounds so i have been the fortunate benefactor or or recipient recipients the right word of a the a bunch of herbals tea granules that i got from a chinese herbalist who didn't want to do mixing of individual formulas anymore. So I've got quite a nice selection. And of them, some of there's a decent number that I know how to use and I work with and I've actually you know refilled. But there's this other selection of ones that I don't really know a lot about and I've had the intention of slowly systematically researching and all of that. I believe Isatides is one of them. If it's not, I was thinking I might procure that because it sounded like a good one to keep on on hand. Mm-hmm. And then I also thought about getting the yin chow formula. My acupuncturist sells formula, you know, can get that kind of yeah, stuff for the, me. So I'm betting that she'll be able to get me that. So I was thinking about keeping a bottle of that in the house just in case we need, you know, cause it, it sounded to me like the very first sign of a symptom, you grab the yin chow and the isotides and, and the astragalus bump up your astragalus percentage, have some isotides with it. And then take the yin chow at the very beginning and then to give, you know, for the first day to give the ECTs and astragalus time to kick in and then just continue forward with those. You, you were talking at one point about doing a daily tea. Yeah, with the ashwagandha and the astragalus. And, and the rhodiola. Yeah. 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 Okay. We talked about that like seconds ago. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. There That's where we did. So, yes, I... I I will be doing that daily tea with the astragalus well, and the ashwagandha. Because Ashwagandha. I'll probably be doing that daily tea too. Yes. Yes, you <laughs> will. And I might be giving you the um, extra memory booster <laughs> or the extra, like a little bit extra of the cotinopsis in yours because, you know, you look like you need a little extra energy right now. Well, you know, maybe. Lots of stuff going on. Who knows? It's amazing how maybe getting Maybe I'm coming back- down with something. You know, it's amazing how getting back to doing all the socializing and stuff, it's amazing how tiring that is, you know? I mean, we both have been feeling it through, you know, July and August as as our area opened up and more and more of our family and friends wanted to get together and have, you know, meet for drinks or have dinners or have tubing down the rivers or whatever, you know, the various things we've done. Yeah, I mean, it is summertime. Um, I I don't know if I'll, I mean, there was a a stress release to not having to go out as much and do as much last year. But then again, that was the point that I really missed it too because, you know, I've done the social person. So 
Yeah, it's an interesting balance, but I've I've been finding it interesting how just going to one event, it used to be that I was used to going to multiple events in a week and encountering or having contact with multiple people multiple times in a week. And, you know, now I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I've had two events this week and I'm just exhausted. I can't even, I just can't. Can't even, even. just can't. (laughs) (laughs) So that's something that has me a little bit concerned as we go into food and cold season. And I've been thinking about, well, how can I help boost the general overall health for myself and the family? And um, one of the things I've been thinking about is how do I add more of the warming foods and and preventative kinds of medicines into our diet, like fire cider, for instance. I know I've got a half a gallon of that. That's going to be going to be trotting that out, <laughs> pulling right. that out, and having that in my daily salads and and finding ways to splash it on vegetables and maybe use it to replace the rice vinegar or other vinegars occasionally in some of our um, recipes that we do. When you were saying, you know, those foods, you're talking like gingers. Ginger peppers, and cayenne. Uh, yeah, so peppers, peppers and pippoli. Things to get your, bump up your heat in the yeah, body. Yeah. Right. Increase your heat and support your digestion. I've also been thinking about adding more fermented foods. I mean, I'm pretty good at aiming for once serving a day. You know, like we'll have some kimchi with dinner mm-hmm. or I still have some pickles that I, you know, countertop fermented pickles that I did through the summer. So I'll have like maybe one of those or sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't yet done kvass, but we do have enough beets. I think I might try that out because it sounded like it would be a really fun recipe to try. That was not a big one in my family. But I don't think we've ever had it. No, I haven't. But I do really love beets. And Yes, yes, you do. So I'm just going to try a very small batch of it and see, since I know I'm probably going to be the only one drinking it. <laughs> oh, this is you, you, you drink this? Yeah. Yeah, it's and a it's fermented like a, drink. For, well, fermented beets. Yeah, it's... Okay, well, I'll try it once. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I've been thinking about giving that and trying to focus both of us more on making sure we get in our daily fermented foods at least through the cold and flu season and you know add more of the warming foods. For my, we talked a little bit, KP also talked a little bit about knowing your constitution and not aggravating it. And my constitution is generally a warmer one. I have too much heat more than I have too little. So for me, I tend to do raw vegetables in like salad form is my favorite all year round. But as we move into the winter, you know, cooler months for you, your constitution isn't nearly as warm as mine. And so I tend to aim for less of the raw foods for you. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of, as many raw foods as that you eat. Yeah, yeah. And I find that if I don't have a good fresh salad every day or almost every day, I start to feel heavy and tired and and logy and my digestion isn't as good and I just, I don't feel good. I'm energized by raw vegetables. I don't think I would do well on just a purely raw foods diet. I think that's far too cooling. 
Um, yeah, I know. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, you would not at all. I uh, could see you on a no raw foods diet and doing better. And my guess is that once you get to be a really old man, that's probably where we'll go for you. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's 20 or 30 years from now. But yeah, so as we move into the fall, I'm probably going to be focusing a lot more heavily on the warming, uh, cooked and warming foods for both of us, but especially for you. And I probably include a lot of mushrooms in that because they generally are good at supporting our immune systems. And they're, most of them are warming to mildly warming as opposed to cooling. Mm -hmm. And they're generally, you know, filled with lots of nutrition and, and stuff that really supports your body's ability to fend off anything. We're excited to announce that the Persistent Pestle is opening here at the Real Herb Market. Real Human infuses her herbals with love, joy, and a whole lot of understanding of how to make truly effective and nurturing blends. We know you're going to love the magical healing na nature of her botanicals. Find them at therealherbmarket.com slash shop slash pdxpestle. Well, with all that stuff happening and all that, that, that prep, and at least, you know, if, if we're out and about, maybe we'll you know, actually wear a mask this, you know, just because I don't want to get sick and, you know, all this preventing yeah. stuff. And I, like I said, I really realized that I don't like getting the flu and I don't like having a cold. Yeah. And I've been, I, through, through the summer, as everybody was shedding their masks, I found myself more often wearing one than I, expected oh yeah i know people are like you don't have to wear that you i know and you're like no I, I have other reasons <laughs> yeah i know i'm like yeah but i don't trust you don't have a flu or cold that you're breathing at me so yeah i'm gonna do what i can to create a little barrier to help prevent myself from getting sick just one more thing yeah all right all right so we do have an herbal 101 question today oh lovely and the question is from Amber, and Amber asks, is stinging nettle okay for a one-year-old? How much? And specifically for a runny nose, any other suggestions? So, Candice, is it? Yes. Stinging nettle would be definitely okay for a one-year-old. It's safe and not likely to cause any adverse reactions. Um, it's highly nutritious, so it's actually something that's good for youngins to get comfortable with. And to start liking the flavor. Lots of calcium. Yep. Um, as far as how much, I would do a weak tea and strengthen it very slowly and carefully, but see how your little one reacts to it. And mm -hmm. um, in terms of like how often, I would probably offer the tea regularly and allow baby to decide. Because a lot of times babies and small children – have an inherent knowledge of what's really right for them mm -hmm. when it comes to herbal types of medicines and natural remedies. It's especially effective when you don't give them any um, like candies and things like that when they're really little. Like if you, if you can avoid giving your kid candy and donuts and sugary treats and all of that before age like four or five ish. Yeah then you'll be able to much more easily, your kids will be far more likely to make the choices that are actually the healthier ones. Mm. And that will continue for a while, at least in my experience, it continues for a while into the early grade school years. There is a point at which no matter how healthy you try to make it for them, they are going to choose what you don't want them to yeah. choose. And they'll stay in that place for 
yes. a lot longer than you want them to. But, but for the little ones, yeah. Um, some other herbs, what you're looking for to help deal with a runny nose specifically is herbs that are astringent. Chamomile is like on the top of my list for little ones. And I'd probably actually go there before I even deal with the nettle because chamomile is generally soothing to the stomach and digestive system. And a lot of times runny nose is accompanied by upset digestive system in little kids. Right. It is for the rest of us too, but kids are far more sensitive. Little ones, especially when you're looking at the, you know, toddler or just pre-toddler years, mm -hmm. like a one-year-old. Chamomile is an excellent, just an excellent soothing and often very easy for them to take because they like the flavor. It's a gentle flavor. Um, I might also consider some mullen tea. Um, mullen? Yeah. Yes, mullen or yarrow if you're really having problems with, like if the runny nose is really bad, I might add a little bit of yarrow to my chamomile. I might try it on its own, but yarrow on its own doesn't have such an easy to take flavor. Um, I might consider combining it with lemon balm. That's another one that's a really good general tea for kids. And spearmint. You know, spearmint has less of the astringency um, than like the chamomile or the nettle or the yarrow especially. But it has enough and it's good for the digestion and it's easy to take. Uh, the other one you might want to consider is making a lavender infusion. So this is not an essential oil. I want to underscore that, not an essential oil. We're talking about an infusion here. And then adding that to a humidifier in the room. Okay. And the reason I suggest that is that there will be a tiny amount of essential oil of lavender that is disseminated through the humidifier, but also the other properties that aren't specifically essential oils. All of that is good at fighting off flu, cold, germs in general and soothing the temperament as well as the musculature in anybody who's inhaling it. Mm -hmm. So that might help make your baby ease the, ease the area. I do not recommend lavender essential oil with infants or very small children. Pretty much I don't recommend too many essential oils with really small children. You kind of have to test it out and be careful. Um, kids are much more sensitive. Little ones are much more sensitive to essential oils than grown-ups. They're in the buffer. Right. Exactly. All right. So, well, that's it's quite the list of substitutes, and it's good to know yeah. that, that nettle can be used. Um, by, by all means, remember, always be careful on anything you're doing. Start slow and work up. Yeah. Good luck, Amber. All right. Well, anything else today? I think we've got a lot to do to prepare for flu and cold season, so we just got to get on it. All right. So with that, then, put, put a nerve on, on it. it. Statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.